Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Betsy. And this is Guy Talks. The girl rolls her eyes. Betsy, we're back. We are back. I don't Surprise! know. Surprise! I don't know how long that's going to last, but for now, we're totally back. I mean, our hiatus was substantial. It was. I feel like I grew a lot as a person, though. I, I took our hiatus very seriously, and I invested a lot of time in developing the skills and the knowledge to make a better podcast. I, I assume like you did the same. I did not do any of those things. <laughs> I put zero thought or effort into growing our podcast. Um, you've had some life changes too, right? You have another kid. Has it really been that long? I believe it has. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that. I guess Wes was a newborn because one episode we did record at your house and I was holding him. Oh, yeah. Like days after he was born. That is a really long time ago. But now he's like a yoga doing toddler. He does. Yoga practicing, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's four. He's big. Also, you moved to different houses? I did. I have a beard now. Conversely, my life looks very much the same. I've changed states, cities and states once again. Yeah. I went back to you Chicago. You have a new sweater? <laughs> I have lots of new clothing. <laughs> I run much further than I used to run. But really, other than that, life's pretty... Uh, I like to keep it, you know, standard. Yeah. I'm into that. Standard Too many twists and turns makes me uncomfortable. Just slow and steady. Well, then you're going to love today's episode because it's all very standard. Um, Slow and steady. Yeah. We uh, we are going to talk today about a topic that I think you don't know much about. I literally know nothing about this topic. Yeah. That's one of my favorite... Uh, kinds of episodes is when we get a chance to talk about something that is, where, where I get to see the joy of discovery in your eyes as you learn about exciting new things like today's topic, which is cryptocurrency. Wait, let's clarify. Would we really classify it as the joy in my eyes? For <laughs> yeah, learning? there's a little sparkle in your eyes. And you think that's joy. That's weird <laughs> that you would... That you would think that that's what it is. It's joy or... That's so cute. It's joy or disdain. I have a hard time telling the difference. Well, they look a lot alike. Mm. Um, well, well, here's a good way to start this, I think. Why don't, you, why don't you tell me what you currently know about cryptocurrency? I know it's not nothing, but you, you've at least been hearing people talk about it uh, in your circles. You. Well, me, but me aside. Yeah, like other people in my life do mm. talk about it and invest in it. But generally when that conversation starts, I just totally tune out or walk away. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about it. Cryptocurrency. Um, Bitcoin is part of it. Yep, nailed it. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Yep. Um, Bitcoin is not real money. Physical money. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, you can get your paycheck in Bitcoin. Some people can get paid that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. I literally don't, I don't even know. That's it. I mean, that's pretty good. I Here's what's interesting is I think you are, I often think of you, Betsy, as the... Well, thank you. That's so nice. I often think of you, Betsy. <laughs> Um, I often think of you as a pretty accurate bellwether of the mainstream for me. Like, usually the, the, on most topics that I am geeking out on or, or just generally like pop culture topics or things like that, 
the amount you know about something in my mind or the extent to which you're interested in something, I always just assume is what most people in the country also know about or feel about that thing. Oh my gosh, that's very nice of you to say because I generally think specifically in regards to like pop culture, I got nothing. Like I don't know a lot of things and I'm fine with it. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, crypto certainly is is dancing around pop culture right now. Well, yeah, it's very it's very much the talk of a lot of circles. Yeah, I mean, well, all of the investing in the the Robinhood. I mean, I do have the Robinhood app. I know you do on my phone, and I you're do, a savvy I'm, retail investor. I basically am. That's what I am. That's a very good definition. Um, and you know, I play with investing with like stupid small amounts of money. Mm-hmm. But this whole like the blow up with the GameStop and all of these things, I just don't get any of it. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, the good news is you're not alone because um, even the people who think they get it don't really get it all that much. So you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So you're about to lead me through a conversation on a topic you just admitted you don't really know that much about. Um, So like three years ago, John Oliver did an episode on cryptocurrency and Ooh, I'm gonna go look that up. It's a good, it's a good one. Um, it's three years out of date, but it's still a good one. And his first, his opening line, trying to describe cryptocurrency is, it combines everything you don't know about finance with everything you don't know about computers, and that's cryptocurrency. And for me, that's a lot right there. <laughs> right, and it's it's surprisingly an accurate statement because. Although I own cryptocurrency and I am one of these nerds that's like interested in it, the amount I don't know about how this works is really vast. And I'm probably participating in crypto in the same way that I used to participate in a casino. Like that's the level of understanding I have. Handing over your money. I mean, actually, and saying thanks for a good time. Yeah, I actually understand the process of the casino a lot better than I do cryptocurrency. Although you are making out fairly well currently. Well, and this is the thing. So, but did you think it's just blind luck? I mean, a little bit. So, I'll give you an example. Uh, I shared this with you before, but like five years ago. I got interested in cryptocurrency and uh, because some nerdy friend of mine was talking about how he was dumping a bunch of his money into Bitcoin and turns out he was super right about that at the time. Uh, but I bought two what are called Ethereum coins, so like a Bitcoin competitor, let's say. And one of them I bought as Ethereum was spiking like the price was going up really fast and I was like, oh my gosh. And like a savvy investor, I bought at the all-time high well, uh, price. as one does. Yep. And then I did it again so that I bought one at $800. Because we didn't learn our lesson the first time. No, I've learned a lot of lessons in my investing career and I continue learning the same lesson again <laughs> and again. Practice. It's called Sometimes practice. Sometimes it's repetitive. You know, yeah. you have to, it's cyclical, the learning process. So I buy it at $800 it immediately crashes and is worth like $100. I feel sad. Then it spikes again. I buy it. At- so you were like, you know what seems like a good idea now that I've lost $700? Yeah. Let me spend even more money. This time. It couldn't happen again. This, this time. time. So then I bought it at $1,200. And I was like, 
this is great. Now I've got two coins and they're worth $1,200. I'm rich. And then it crashed again. It was worth $200. So now I had... You were uh, less rich then. Much less rich. And then I just got real mad at it and said, I don't believe in cryptocurrency. It's dumb. But I'm not going to sell these because what am I going to do with this 200 bucks? And so I sat on them. Well, There's now, the difference between you and me. I would have been like, 200 bucks? Do you know what I can buy with that? Multiple sweaters. Well, <laughs> or maybe one sweater. I would have probably went like running shoes. But yeah, that yeah. too. Um, but now they're worth a bunch of money. And, but this is the, the tricky thing, I think, that like, like a lot of investing, uh, everybody looks really smart in a bull market. And so like a lot of cryptocurrencies are skyrocketing in value right now. And that either means that this is the future and they're going to look really valuable for a long time. And my couple of coins that I hung on to for a long time are going to make me super rich. Or this is just another version of the thing that happened to me five years ago. And the next time we record a follow-up episode to this, I'll be talking about how they're worth $100 again. You're going to have a broken heart and wallet. Yeah. Um, here's, here's what I'm confused about. So what if you're investing money in Bitcoin, what are you investing money in? If I'm investing... Yeah money in Tesla, I know what I'm investing money in. If I'm investing money in Starbucks, I know what I'm investing money in. What is Bitcoin? Yeah. So here's where my uh, lack of understanding is going to show, but I'm going to do my best with this. You're and already then, you're already ahead of me. So. Well, but then lots of people who listen to this who know more are going to be like, that's not actually what it is. You don't have to worry about that. Lots of people don't listen don't to this. Listen that's to a good this. point. That's a good point. It's a very safe. <laughs> yeah. That's a safe space. So... Hi, one listener. Thank you so much for logging in. So this is this this is all built. All these cryptocurrencies are built on. They they live on a system called blockchain, or uh, which is some kind of software coding language. Again, I don't understand. Oh my gosh, that enough. was a really good some kind of <laughs> some kind of thing, right? It's like a thing. But but basically, what what blockchain allows cryptocurrencies to do is create the equivalent of a decentralized bank. So when you process financial transactions through a traditional banking system, you know, I I tell US Bank I want to move $100 from this account to this account and the bank's computer system does that transaction for it for me and it validates that internally within one big computer system. But the bank controls all of that data. The bank owns all the computers, all the servers. They have to do some reporting to the federal government to check on, you know, to make sure they're not cheating or breaking the law. But primarily the bank, a bank like U.S. Bank or J.P. Morgan Chase owns all of that data and lives all in their server. The decentralized system that cryptocurrency uses does all of that validation and processes all those transactions using your computer and my computer and everybody's computer who owns cryptocurrency. So everybody who owns a piece of Bitcoin is helping to process financial transactions that happen with Bitcoin. Mechanically how that works, I can't explain to you. But every time you, when you put money into Bitcoin, you're helping fund the system because somebody is... Um, you know, uh, uh, running this these software programs that validate transactions, um, 
and because of the black blockchain technology, um, this validation is, I guess, safe. I that's the argument that it's uh, that you can't that's transparent. Or it's not, that it's not transparent that you can't see it, so it's um, safe to do. The the argument that that crypto advocates make is that this um, creates a system where you can do financial transactions without being dependent on banks or world or governments or things like that. And so it opens the door for some pretty shady shenanigans too. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking in my head. It feels like there's not a lot of regulations and like checks and balances in this system. Yeah. And that's, that is very true because this is, I mean, it's essentially a new kind of money that got created and governments are racing to try to catch up with it. So like even as recently as a year ago, the Fed, the Federal Reserve was talking about what even is this and how do we regulate it and what needs to be in place. And there are some regulations now. So like there are public, publicly traded U.S. companies that operate um, uh, marketplaces where you can buy and sell this crypto, right? And so if you want to access that, you have to fill out a bunch of forms. You have to get your identity verified by these systems. You know, it takes weeks to, for them to confirm you are who you are. And then the government's trying to keep an eye on big money transactions. So if, right. if I spent, if I dump $100,000 into Bitcoin, the government makes a note of that because they want to know if I'm trying to launder money or get it right, out of the right. country or that kind of thing. It's fascinating. Basically, that explanation, while it was very good and potentially even factual, I don't know uh, because I can't clarify any of it. I don't um, really know either. But it just feels like it, it feels kind of sketchy to me. I mean, there's no doubt that sketchy stuff is happening with this because so essentially right now because what bitcoin's sitting at like $55,000 well and here's my other value. question why is the why is there a giant bubble all of a sudden just because it's becoming popular and people want to get in well so yes absolutely that's part of so it so just more people are throwing more money in it the more popular the more mainstream it becomes the more people are are buying it and of course that drives the value up um with Bitcoin specifically, and with certain versions of this cryptocurrency, there is a limited supply or a deflationary supply. Got it. And so that makes a big impact too. The reason Bitcoin's worth 55 grand is that there will only ever be a certain amount of Bitcoin. So unlike the US government who prints money whenever Print they feel like, and there's no like hypothetical cap there where they will stop, um, anymore there used to be because it used to be tied to silver right and then gold mm -hmm. um now with bitcoin there is a true like mathematical end to this there is a moment at which no new bitcoin will get created and once that moment hits whatever you own is is all that there will ever be so the more people that buy into it the more scarce a resource it becomes. And now that in that way, it becomes a store of value. But it is just like any other currency in that it only has as much value as we collectively say it does, right? The US dollar is a worthless piece of fabric unless we all agree right. that 
it is. Like, that's the idea behind fiat. So, is Bitcoin, for lack of a better word, like a brand name? Are there other mm-hmm. currencies that are called other things but are the same as Bitcoin? Um, yes and no. So, it, it is a brand name, but the competitors are not necessarily the same thing. There are things that are very similar, but there's a fundamental code and a system. Well, because you referenced earlier those tokens with the Star Trek sounding name, but I can't remember what it was. Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Bitcoin or is that a different brand? So Ethereum is, is a different brand, definitely, but it also is being used in a very different way. So it is fundamentally a different product, too. It's a cryptocurrency, so it's still a store of value, but the Ethereum blockchain system is being used in many different ways. It was built to allow people to do other things. So you can build apps or software programs that run on the Ethereum network. So those with Bitcoin, where our computers are validating financial transactions, and that's how Bitcoin operates, Ethereum does that but it also validates all kinds of other things. So the, the software behind Ethereum is has broader application. And this is why some people like me who are geeked on Ethereum see it as eventually being a much more valuable uh, investment because when, when Bitcoin stops being produced, it's, it's going to be the equivalent of like just a poker chip. Right. Like it's it's worth as much as we say it's worth, but it won't change at that point. Like, you know, demand for it may ebb and flow, but that's over. But Ethereum is designed to be built on a network that will keep evolving. And so there will be things we can't even imagine right now that will be created to run on the Ethereum network, which will increase demand for Ethereum. Gosh, people are so smart. They really are. There's crazy. Like the guy who created Ethereum is like. In his early 20s. Oh, great. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Well, cool. and... Cool, kid. This year became like a multi-billionaire. Uh, yeah, that, I hit that, I hit that like a few years no ago. Big, no big deal. I'm basically working here just for fun. Yeah, I just, get it. Just filling my time. But, um, but you're also right to say that there's a bubble here because now that there's all this excitement, other smart people are creating new coins all the time, new cryptocurrencies, and just putting a funky brand name on them and trying to get people excited about them to do what's called a pump and dump scam. So pump and dump has been... I actually know that phrase, but it does not mean that. Yeah, right. You're thinking thinking, (laughs) uh, in nursing. (laughs) Um, So in in the stock market, a pump and dump scam is... Uh, did you ever see the movie Boiler Room? You remember Boiler Room? Yes. We actually have a room here named after it yeah. in the office. We have a Boiler Room. Yeah. yeah. So in the movie Boiler Room, they were um, those people who were working in the Boiler Room were running pump and dump scams. They were identifying stocks that were worth nothing, that were trading at like a penny per share. And then they would buy up a bunch of those. And then everybody would hit the phones and call their investors and say, this stock's about in, to get jump, in. get in yeah. quick, because look, it's starting to go and you want to make the money. And then as soon as the stock price took off because other people bought, they would sell, collect a bunch of money, and then those other folks are left holding the bag. So that's happening now in cryptocurrency. People are inventing new coins, just creating them, putting a funny name on them like Safe Moon or you know whatever, Rocket Superstar coin of winning. 
and then and then they get on. You should invest in that one. If I totally it's really would. If, if I find that one, if they name, if somebody creates a coin called Gandalf, I'm buying. I'm putting all my money in. You heard it here first, folks. <clears throat> Just invent the coin, and you could be rich. You'll make literally hundreds of dollars because I'll put all my money in it. Uh, Let's clarify. He has more than hundreds of dollars, but not that he can invest. He's married. <laughs> right. His wife would not my, be but, thrilled. My stupid investment budget is pretty small. Um. But now, so now people are pumping and dumping that stuff. And, and it's hard to tell the difference. And this is the other problem because stocks, stock trading was already confusing, right? Yeah. There's lots of people who don't understand that and get taken in those kind of scams. And now you bring in something that's as confusing as cryptocurrency and people are really getting taken in by these scams because you're seeing maybe true stories of people becoming millionaires overnight because... Two years ago, they bought Dogecoin, which was a, which is the funniest coin of all because it was literally created as a joke. The when cryptocurrency first became a thing, like back when I bought my first Ethereum coin, the same thing was happening. A bunch of people were creating coins and running scams, and this guy, who was a software programmer, created a coin with a picture with a logo that was a picture of his dog, uh, and called it Dogecoin. And launched it as literally as a joke. And he said on all his websites and everything, all his communication was like, this is satire. I just want to show everybody that like these are scam things and you should watch out. Like people will dump their money into anything. And it took off. And that guy's living life in Fiji now. That guy made a ton of money. But then he cashed out and then abandoned the project. And other people just kept buying it. And so he's not making money off it anymore, and he continues to check in and be like, you people are nuts. Why why do you do this? Serious question. Do you think he gave his dog something really nice for being the inspiration? I hope so. It is he's that dog is probably is literally the most famous dog in the world right now. Like that dog's face is all over the internet. Because I people, think that that's not true because if he were the most famous dog in the world, I would clearly know who he is. Who's a more famous dog? The dog from Frasier, Eddie from Frasier. Oh. Well, baby, I feel the blues are coming. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. I don't even know why that's the dog I just thought of. I don't know if that dog's dog's more famous. It's definitely more dead. I'll I'll show you you a picture of of the doge later. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I'm not going to start investing in this. Um, Oh, I know. I'm not going to do that. I'm also probably not going to do any further research on this topic because part of me really enjoys when I um, am in a conversation, no, when I'm in the same room as you having a conversation with other people about this, and it literally sounds like you guys are talking in a different language. Yeah. I want to, before we stop talking about this topic, I do want to teach you a couple of uh, great things you can say in conversations about oh, this. Oh, yeah, this is great. That's yeah. great. I'll take all of this. That you can just say out of context and at, at the very least people will be like, ah, and they'll think you have... Yes, ever- but then they're going to start talking back to me about it and I'm going to have zero why it'll be idea so what we're talking about. That's why it'll be so good. Okay, so, I'll do it. And this, is, this relates to not just crypto, but to the whole like crazy retail investment market right now. GameStop and AMC and all the things that people are... AMC like the movie theater yeah. company? Huh. That was another meme stock at the same time as uh, GameStop. Who's even going to the movies right now? Nobody. Well, no one. This is why a bunch of people were like, oh, we should buy a ton of that. And then when the vaccines hit, it'll be worth a bunch of money. 
And they may not be wrong. We'll see. They may not be right either. They may not. And by they, I mean also me. Because I totally, course. I also, of course, did all that of stuff. Of course, too. you jumped on that bandwagon. Of course, I did. This is why I should be banned from Reddit. It's just causing me a lot of problems. Oh, that's our next episode. I have a thousand questions about Reddit, Ooh, yeah. too. Okay, that's good. That's a good follow up to this. Um, so here's some things that you can say to sound like you've been paying any attention to. Uh, oh, I'll any say of this. it confidently. Um, first of all, you already know what YOLO is, but in this context, YOLO is when you dump way more of your money into one of these things than you safely should. So, like, people will oh, say, like, oh, like I YOLO'd my college savings into Doge. Like when our friend Natalie was talking about how her her brother-in-law literally put all of his money into one of these things. Yeah, so he YOLO'd into Yet Bitcoin. is living for free at his parents' house, which right. seems like a questionable decision on his parents' part, but whatever. Yeah, it's called risk management. If you're going to YOLO everything you got into Bitcoin, you got to live in your parents' Maybe basement. make sure your expenses are low. Okay, all right. So you can you can YOLO your life savings. Okay. Um, FOMO is also an acronym you already know. Yes. But FOMO, in this case, is doing what I did originally, right? Buying at an all-time high. As you see the price go up and up and up, you go, oh, should I get in? Oh, should I get in? Oh, should I get in? Oh, no, I'm going to miss the rocket to the moon. And then you, <laughs> then you, now you buy when it's at the highest price it's ever been, only to see it crash right after. You know, for people that are so smart and can come up with these forms of technology, why can't they come up with their own acronyms? And like, like why are we using... Phrases that already exist. They couldn't make up their own. Well, we'll get this is the now we get to the new stuff. Oh. This is just new contexts for old stuff. But so some of the new stuff is uh, rockets. So rocket is you'll see rocket emojis all over people when they talk about this, all over people's social media, the social meds as we as we as like we to call them. them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So rocket emoji is about like we got we're all waiting for the rocket. Right? Just wait for the... You got to get in now and wait for the rocket. This is now is taking like a weird Scientology turn. Mm-hmm. Wait for the rocket. And then you got to know where the rocket's going. The rocket is going to the moon. That's... So you'll also see people put moon emojis all over the place. Everybody thinks that whatever they're investing in is going to rocket to the moon. So I'll see you on the moon. That's the kind of cool stuff you can say. So you can say... Yeah, that is cool. Oh, Doge? Yeah, I'll see you on the moon. You could drop that into any conversation. Feel free. And now people will definitely assume that you bought a whole bunch of this joke coin and you're just waiting around to become a, a secret millionaire. Um, you mean people that don't actually know me? Yeah. Because anybody that actually knows me would be like, there's a 0% chance. Then they'll just like, who, who said that to there's you? There's a 0% chance she even knows what Did that Did Matt means. say that to you? <laughs> Matt told you to say that, didn't he? Um, there's two more that you need to know. One is uh, buy the dip. Uh, buy the dip is what uh, degenerate gamblers say. In this current context. Okay. So buy the dip is the equivalent of when I used to go to the casino, lose everything I brought, leave the casino and go to the ATM to get a bunch more money and then go back in and play again. Oh, you mean so basically how Vegas works. Exactly. Okay. Got it. In this context, that's buy the dip. Oh, so the, the stock or crypto or whatever you bought, the price is crashing. That just means you got to buy more now. Like you're getting it at a discount. Buy the dip. Right. Put, throw in more money now that the price is dropping. Man, and when I buy the dip, it's usually guacamole or <laughs> queso. Yeah, that'd be a good t-shirt. I'd buy the dip with just a little picture really of it. really love some queso. Some guac on it. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is diamond hands. Ooh. Yeah, so people love to say diamond hands, which is uh, it's slang for I'm going to hold no matter what. 
So like I'm never selling means I'm I have diamond hands. I'm holding. I feel on like to they this. should call that like white knuckles instead. You know, like you're really white knuckling it. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's where it came from. Maybe I don't know. they should. My ask hands are my... so strong that I don't I don't sell. They should uh, really ask my hands. opinion next time they come up with these phrases. Oh, you just I, I would be happy to help brand I, this effort. I think this is why your entry into Reddit is going to be literally a fundamental game changer. The whole landscape is going to change once you hit Reddit. Yeah, first thing we're going to do is make it prettier to look at. <laughs> I mean, you you have no shortage of opinions to share, and that's kind of what Reddit's all about. Uh, so I think you'll think you'll enjoy it. But this is not a Reddit episode. No. Um, well, this has been a this has been an interesting exploration of the world of crypto. I don't know that we either of us are uh, better positioned to understand it or explain it than we were before. Uh, Question: Did I know as little as you thought I knew? Uh, no, I I was pleasantly surprised at your familiarity with this. Like it, it wasn't like Bitcoin was a total mystery to you. You knew that it was a currency. A fake money, that's what a fake, money, right. <laughs> fake money, right? Fake <laughs> money. Uh, also, obviously, that's something that aficionados of crypto love to hear. Well, that is my specialty. I Send know. me into a group of nerds and just watch me go. Uh huh. Happy Star Trek. Poking Star holes in everything. Something day. Happy Star Trek day. Um, before we wrap, we have to get to our most important segment of every episode, which is, of course, better get to know your Betsy. So, oh my gosh, I forgot we did that. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, um, yeah. And because it's been a long time, there's, a, I think, a really, what I find to be a very interesting question um, that we can only ask because of all the stuff that's been happening since we last recorded. I'm so nervous right now. I have no idea what you're going to ask me. We um, don't prep for these ahead of time. Of course not. Um, Betsy, tell me and our multitude of listeners, uh, what is a skill that you picked up during the pandemic, uh, not a, a non-work-related skill uh, or hobby or something that you picked up during the pandemic. Everybody was learning to bake bread mm-hmm. or sa- you know their sourdough cultures or knitting or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did that look like for you? It's a great question. Um, well, I did learn how to cross stitch. Mm. It turns out I am fairly good at it. I don't enjoy doing it. <laughs> so I gave that up pretty quickly. If anybody needs all of the materials, I own them. Um, to my best friend, Laura, if you're listening to this, so sorry. Thank you so much for teaching me. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I pick up during the pandemic? Uh, I did a lot of bar classes. Let me clarify, there's two R's in that bar. B-A-R-R-E. Mm. Uh, so I did a you lot. You didn't sign up for bartending No, college. I did not take mixology classes, although I think we both know that I would. Yeah. That's for sure on my bucket list for my life. Uh, yeah, those are those are some things, I guess. I'll be honest, I really just watched a lot of TV. That's fine. I don't judge. I'm, I, I'm excited to have asked a better Know Your Betsy question that came with an answer that surprised me. I did not know that you had attempted cross-stitch. Oh, I mastered it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and mic drop. <laughs> and done. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, this is the part where I just insert music later. So... Perfect. That's actually my favorite part, the music. Stay tuned, uh, multitude of listeners, for our next episode, which is apparently about Reddit. I'm going to research this one first. Ooh, I like it. Yeah.